this is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Let's just roll with it. I will talk about that later. That's a it, great idea. If it comes up. So we have the sleeping puppy below <laughs> us. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see how long he gives us to do this podcast. But you haven't been on in a while. I feel like it's good to just do these updates sometimes, and it also helps me too. Like to kind of, I have so many guests on, and then sometimes it's good to just kind of reflect and not necessarily talk to people for a couple weeks and like see what I pick up on other people's podcasts because I'm always listening to stuff and how I can make myself better. So if I'm constantly just trying to hurry up and put episodes out, I feel like I don't put out the best quality. Do you feel like you listen to other people's less when you're trying to worry about yours more? Yeah. And I do enjoy it that way, but I do think there's a balance. I think like if I'm looking at what the top people are doing, or not even the top people. Sometimes you should look at people who don't really have like a really Much small of a following. Yeah, yeah, and just see what they're doing. Because a lot of times, like when people just get started, and I mean, I've seen it. So many people have started podcasts and ended up quitting. But I'm like, wow, their first one was really good. Like, how'd they do this? And then you kind of think about what they're doing and how I can bring that to mind. So... You can learn from everyone. You really can. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to, I think everybody who follows along with your podcast weekly or however often you put them out knows that I don't listen because we talk about that pretty often. I don't listen to all of your podcasts, but I just started listening to the six for six one. And how many weeks ago was that? Like a month ago? Yeah, probably, probably a month. But it's so good. And this morning I was also listening to um, Lita's podcast. And I loved it. I texted her and I was like, wow, because I realized I haven't listened to hers in a while. I was like, oh, it was so good to hear. Like, she's just very real on her podcast. She doesn't edit. She doesn't like do any of that stuff. She just puts it out there. And I appreciate that. So especially for it being a solo podcast. But anyway, I listened to hers and then hers ended and I was still driving. So I put yours on. (laughs) Um. Not in any certain order, you know, yeah. I, I knew I wanted to listen to the six for six podcast, um, your podcast with them on it, but yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a really good Rogan episode and it was funny cause I saw a clip on YouTube of him owning this guy and then I listened to the entire podcast and it was like the, the part of him owning the guest was. Does owning mean like arguing with him? Yeah, okay. arguing and him making much better arguments than the guest. Okay. But that part was two minutes long, and, like, the rest of the podcast was him. But one thing I've noticed that Rogan, like, they completely disagreed on what they were talking about, but he just listened, and he related to what the guy was saying. Like, he, he you could tell he wasn't listening to say, okay, next point, like, let me destroy your argument. He was actually listening for minutes and listening to what this guy said and then like he was agreeing with the points that he agreed with instead of just harping on the points that he disagreed with you know and I think it's probably easy to get caught up I mean that's what's going viral 
these days, like on, on podcasts is just people disagreeing with each other who can yell the loudest, who can say their point the fastest. And really a lot of times it's like, it's like this really nuanced conversation and you probably agree with a lot of what people are saying. There's a lot of people out there like, um, the opposite of Joe Rogan that you just said though. Like there's a lot of people that listen in only to react and respond. And there's one saying that like at my last job, my corporate job for a long time, um, we would hear from HR like very often and it's ingrained in my brain and that's listen to understand, not, it's not listen to respond. Mm. Um, so if people did more of that, if people did truly listen to understand people's perspectives and point of views and opinions, man, the world would be a better place. But that just doesn't happen. I think I got caught up in that for a while too. Just, I mean, thinking my way is right. Oh, well, everybody did in 2020. Yeah. But a lot of it is like, hey, we're we're all so much more similar than we are different. And like a lot of the points that we're arguing with are just the tip of the spear. And we probably agree with everything under that but it's like those issues are magnified yeah and if you really think about it like in the grand scheme do those things really matter is that what our life is about no it's not about being smarter than people or or being right yeah it's not about that it's like literally about going out and enjoying your life and enjoying the people that you hang out with and you have a good time and you have great conversation and you eat good food and like treat your body with respect and just enjoy what this planet has to offer what's left of this planet that has to offer i mean it must be exhausting too like to try to be right all the time i have friends like that or i had i should say i had friends like that and i just drifted apart from them because it is exhausting and it's like i don't even want to talk to you because Whatever yeah. I say, you're going to yeah. disagree with. I mean, my brother's kind of like that. Garrett's kind of like that. So I just choose not to have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's just, I have noticed myself having more compassion for people and like understanding that if I was in that person's situation, I'd probably think the exact same way that they did. And it's so much more than just what you think about an issue it's like how you were raised what school you went to what college you went to all these different things play a factor where you grew up like we would probably all think the same if we grew up in x like all together but we don't we all come from different backgrounds and then we come together and it's like everybody thinks a little bit different yeah but that's what i think is really cool and unique and beautiful about people yeah me too i love that and I mean, I've had people on the podcast too that probably really disagree with some things that I think, and I probably disagree with them a lot, but it's like, hey, what do we have in common? Maybe we, we kind of forget to, to highlight those things. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I've been, I, and I haven't really said this on the podcast, but I've been having jujitsu people, I've been having weightlifting people, and there hasn't been much of a direction, but I've just... I've really enjoyed talking to everybody and learning from, I think what I focus on now is like learning from their craft. So 
like you said, when I had the six for six people on, it was really interesting to hear about their photography and like they, they were talking about the settings on the camera and how they deal with the lighting and stuff. And I'm not necessarily interested in that stuff, but I'm interested in people being interested in what they are interested in. Yeah. Wow. Let me see how many times <laughs> I can fit interested in there. No, but I think that's cool. And like, whether it's jujitsu, weightlifting, skateboarding, I don't care. Like, I think it's the craft that's cool. I think it's, I don't mean to tell you what you mean, but for me, I can appreciate everything that you just said, but I will word it as I like hearing people who are passionate Mm. and I can listen to somebody who's passionate about whatever their topic is. If they're passionate about it and they can really like tell me all about it, that's what I think is really cool because I can see the emotion and the like integrity that they have that they're just so ingrained in this topic. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I did that post recently talking about becoming obsessed because I think I spent so much time the last couple of years trying to not be obsessed with things just because I've, I've always had the all or nothing mindset. So I've been trying to, you know, find what's optimal. When I got into jujitsu, I was like finding all these YouTube videos. Hey, this is how many times you should train. This is how many days you should rest. This is how you should wash your gi. Yeah, exactly. And I, (laughs) (laughs) but I think a lot of it is like finding your own things. And if you're super interested in something and it's optimal to train three times a week, but you really love doing it, why not do four, five, six? And obviously you're going to have to scale it back down when you have real life going on and you get sick or whatever, like you're going to have to be able to adjust and adapt, but like chase the things that you are interested in. If you like CrossFit and people tell you, oh, you should only do CrossFit four or five days a week because you're not going to get as strong as you possibly could, but do CrossFit six or seven days a week and just know that maybe you're not going to be top level games competitor when you do that. But if you love it, then just do it as much as you want to do it. Yeah. Because you don't know how much, how much time you have on the planet to do the things that you love to do. Mm -hmm. And there are way too many people that just complain about life and about things they say they have to do like they all the chores that they have to do essentially and they don't really get to talk they don't talk about the things that they enjoy doing and the things that they get to do yeah i don't know yeah i think like what i've noticed from jujitsu every time i step on the mat i'm just like happy i'm just grateful to be there i'm like i i'm getting submitted i'm losing every time when i go in but I just enjoy it. I really am very proud of you for how long you've stuck with this because you haven't been doing very well. (laughs) And like you, but you've gotten so much better, you know, and it's, it's just crazy that you've, if I, if I liked to do something, but I was so bad at it. And I I just don't know how long I would be able to stick with it. So I give you a lot of credit. I read that book a while ago. I think I brought it up. Um, It's great to suck at something. And the author talks about surfing. And she's like a middle-aged 50-year-old woman. And she loves to surf. And she's like, I suck at this. I'm never going to be, you know, ripping waves. And I'm falling off my board constantly. But I just enjoy doing it. And people always talk about, like, oh, what's your superpower? 
and I don't think I really have a superpower as far as like I'm really good at one thing I'm like a super athlete or I'm really good at anything but I'm just consistent like I can just do things like I've been doing the podcast this will be episode 190 even if it's not that good like I'm able to just I'm able to kind of find a low level of output and maintain that for a really long time so it doesn't have to be if I tried to put out five episodes a week like I wouldn't do it for that long but if I can do a podcast weekly and the last couple of months I've been you know missing a few here and there but like relatively speaking it's a podcast a week it's not that hard to do but it's hard to do it for three four years five years at a time i'm sure there aren't that many people that have been as consistent as you are that you have been with us yeah maybe it's somewhat like delusion too that could be like where you kind of i mean you just don't know yeah you don't know how many podcasts are out there and how many times they've put it out in a week or a month or years and how many years it's that's a lot of research but you can do that research and look at okay the optimal amount of times to post a week and you need to do this many social media posts and you need to do this and you need to do that and a or lot you of could t- just do it yeah just <laughs> see how it turns do out. whatever the fuck you want to do and like don't do it for a specific outcome but just do it because you enjoy doing it so that's kind of like reels and stuff I mean, people put out reels now because it's the thing to do, but are they doing it because they actually really enjoy that reel or that dance or that voiceover, whatever it is? I still don't even understand reels besides that it's video instead of pictures. Um, But like, do they do it because they really, really enjoy it and that's how they want to present themselves? Or are they doing it because that's, what's popular right now and that's the thing to get more attention yeah i mean it it's hard to say like if people are doing reels and if you're doing only fans because you enjoy it like hey go ahead but if you're doing it because you're going to be successful or you're going to make money or you're going to get a lot of views like that's probably not the outcome for long-term success i mean i think anytime you're looking at like you're going into it with trying to get something out of it is probably not like a recipe to do something for a long time, like sustained success. I mean, just thinking about the people who I've had on the podcast, especially I think CrossFit athletes are are the ones that are the craziest to me just because they have to train so much. And do so many different things. Yeah, but they all love it. Yeah. If, like everybody who I talk to who's a high level CrossFit athlete, they even love low it. level CrossFit athletes, they fucking love that shit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I have to do another workout this week. <laughs> but they, and it's funny too, like CrossFit people are always talking about CrossFit. But if that's your jam, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm here for it. If you love it that much, I mean, we have people at our gym who, They'll go six, maybe even seven days a week. I'm like, hey, so-and-so, have you taken... When was the last time you took a rest day? Like, I've seen you here a lot. Sometimes multiple days a week or multiple times, times a day. A day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they just want to get better. But at the same time, I'm like, do you know how to get better? <laughs> you need to rest. Yeah, so, it, I mean, that optimal versus 
enjoying stuff. I think enjoying it's going to take you longer than like the, you know, the periodization and just doing it because you think that this is the recipe for success. The things that you enjoy and you're able to do for a long period of time, you're probably going to get better at them versus the things that you're just doing because you want to be successful. Mm -hmm. But I think the world too would be a better place if more people were doing things they enjoyed. Yeah, weren't we just talking about this, or where did we just hear this? I made a post on it. Oh, yeah, that's that must be it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made the, the post on becoming obsessed, and it's like the world would be a better place if more people had those things. Like just, I always think, and I've been back in the office one day a week, and I, you almost see like the look of lifelessness on people. And how many of them are just getting off at five o'clock, they drive an hour home, they make the TV dinner, they watch Netflix, they go to bed, they wake up, they slam coffee, they're not eating good. My favorite is when people ask, oh, how's it going? Oh, another day in paradise. I hate that saying so much. Why? Because it's so sarcastic. Like, if you don't fucking like what you're doing, fucking change it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard though. Like I, I'm noticing that too. And I mean, some of it is. At least you're putting in some effort though. Like you're actively looking for something else. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think a lot of people get that. It's that comfort thing. And it's also people spend their money on dumb shit. And then you get locked into, you have to pay rent, you have to pay your car and you probably have a car that's a little bit fancier than you need. And you you know, you have the Apple Watch. You got to pay have... your Whoop subscription. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think you, you get caught up in that. And it's like the the amount of money that you need to make just to pay for your life is way more than what... I mean, when I worked at Trader Joe's, I was making literally, I was making $700 a week. I think, no, $700 a paycheck. So 1400 bucks a week. And that was probably the... T- 1400 bucks a month. Thank you. The math is always hard to do when we're recording, <laughs> but making 1400 bucks a month, but I was also probably the happiest at that time just because I had control over my day. Like I only worked four days a week and my schedule was just, I was able to tell them which days I wanted to work and which days I didn't. Yeah. But you also lived at home. You didn't have to pay rent. You didn't have to pay bills. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, what, what's the, um, like the reward that it's like what outweighs what's the measurement there of happiness so money definitely does buy a decent amount of happiness to a certain extent yeah it buys it also buys like your freedom so if you want to live on your own like i was just with danielle today and she said her brother moved to westchester she said he didn't move into town because he couldn't afford it as a single person renting he didn't have a roommate um which, I mean, who can afford the rents here by themselves? It's absolutely insane. But she was like, yeah, he just moved to a, a place right outside of town. And um, it was because of freedom. Like, he needed to get out of his parents' house. Now he has the freedom. I thought there was somewhere else I was going with that. <laughs> this is what happens to my brain when we do these. Well, I think eventually what... I mean, the people that I look up to the most usually have the most freedom. They might not have the most amount of money, but they've been able to they've been able to kind of cultivate life to where they can 
bare minimum expenses for a long time and then they slowly build up the income like two two guys who i've been following for a long time now he's super famous but sean o'malley in the ufc and his coach tim welch and they've been doing their podcast since like 2018 and they've been slowly uh tim is a black belt in jiu-jitsu and he's now a coach he runs his own academy but when i first started listening to him he was renting space in somebody else's gym and now he's been through two different gyms and it's kind of cool when you uh follow people and you see their their journey even though you don't know them or anything but you you see the progression mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of times people especially sean o'malley people are going to look at him now and be like oh he's always been successful he had it easy but when you get to see them for four or five years and the way they've been coming up is like they they earn this and they this was all by design like they've been they lived frugally for a while and they lived in an apartment together and then eventually made enough money to get their own houses and stuff but i mean anybody successful is pretty smart like pretty smart with their money yeah i walk a fine line with that though because i feel like how long is acceptable to you or to society that you live frugally and you have all the bare bone expenses, right? Until you then make enough money or save up enough money to do the things that you want to do. Like, I'm very much about, we really should be like living for now rather than waiting until later, waiting until we have the house or waiting until we have the money to buy this or to travel there. Like we should be able, and we are able to do it now. We just aren't really letting ourselves say, okay, we can do this. We can do this now. Is there anything that you would spend money on regardless of any opportunity or anything that you're like, yeah, I'll buy that. Like no questions asked. Um, like right now you mean? Yeah. Just anything. It can be something that costs five bucks. I would travel more. Like I would love, I've been talking to you about this a lot. Like I want us to travel more. And that's expensive, but there's also ways that we can do it a little bit on the cheaper end. Um, But that's my thing. Like, I don't want to keep going years and years and years and not travel and not see more places in the world. Yeah. Mine, I mean, right now, I I know you don't like this, but mine's books. (laughs) I have no problem spending 15, 20 bucks on a book, especially because, I mean, if you think about like how many books there are and it's like, this is two, three years of somebody's life that they put into all these pages. I mean, it's kind of worth it to give them 20 bucks. And they're probably only making 10% of the 20 bucks. I know, but there's this thing called the library that you just got a library card for. <laughs> it's way more economical. I like the, I like new books. I like the clean. Oh my God. I don't know. That's just I'm how getting I a little bougie there. Um... What about, let's talk weightlifting a little bit, because I, I kind of alluded to that on a few podcasts recently, haven't been weightlifting much. You've been slowly getting back into it, which is cool. <laughs> Too slowly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of just wanted to get into how things have been going with training as far as like, and, and full transparency, I've always been super motivated to do weightlifting until I wasn't and I like completely lost motivation to do it and do you think though it's because you took so much time off and it's taking you a while to get back into it do you think that's what it was or do you think that you just don't like it anymore 
I, I mean, I love the sport of weightlifting. I still watch hooker videos. I still watch the YouTube and stuff, but just, I don't know, as far as the training, I mean, getting injured was definitely a big factor, like constantly having stuff go wrong. It felt like, and it was, it wasn't constant, but when you do feel an injury, it is hard to, especially like when you enjoy the Olympic lifts and then you can't do them. It's hard to keep motivation to do squats and do, you know, use straps and just do things that you don't necessarily have to do, but you don't have to do normally, but you need to do when you're working around an injury. I don't know. It's a, I mean, it's tough on your body, but really anything is tough on your body. If you, I mean, I'm doing jujitsu, which isn't easy on your body, but I just luckily haven't gone through any injuries there. Yeah. And I mean, running is tough on your body. I know I'm training somebody at the gym who has run, I think she said she ran a marathon and she'll never run another marathon because it totally destroyed her knees. Her knees haven't been the same since. Mm. And it's just like, to what extent is it, is our things worth it? Did she train a lot for the marathon? Yeah. So, I mean, that might be something that you just can't really work around either. I mean, obviously running, like there's no modification for running if you want to do, <laughs> if you want to do these long-term races. Yeah, that's a, running's a weird one. I don't think I would ever really enjoy doing a marathon. I would never enjoy doing a 5K. Have you ever done a 5K? Yep, once. I've done like five. Really? Yeah, I've done a decent amount. Ugh, I just hate running. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to do it with somebody else. Like having yeah. somebody there with you might make it better, or if you at least do it for a cause that the gym is supporting or something. Yeah, it might be a little bit better. Yeah, but just I mean, running for fun. So I mean, how has weightlifting been going for you? Getting back into it, and you probably took the same amount of time off that I did. Kinda Maybe a, a little, little bit less. less. A little less. I think I started back up in like August. Okay, so two and a half months or so yeah I took off I mean all of June all of July yeah maybe two and a half maybe three months I don't know um I it's it sucks getting back into it like it's it's mentally and physically hard because the mental aspect is like I have lifted so much more than this and this still feels heavy and I've been back at it for technically I've been with Jim's program for five weeks. The first week was kind of like a, let's just ease into it. And I'm going to do most of the program, but not really follow the full program. So we didn't count that week. Um, so four full weeks of doing almost all of the program, there has been some time where I just didn't get the accessory work in or whatever it is. But, um, I just feel, I still feel weak. I feel very like not at all ready for a meet. Luckily I'm not doing one anytime soon, but I just feel weaker. I feel like it's not coming back as quickly as I have expected it to. So I don't know. There's been a lot of other factors though, too. I mean, we got the baby doggy. We have the, I'm full time working at the gym now. I'm still doing nutrition. Like there's a lot of things on both of our plates so finding the time is the hardest part yeah and I mean I guess that was my biggest thing with hesitating to get back was just the time commitment that it takes to be I mean I got especially caught up comparing myself to my old numbers so when I didn't when you know 
when hitting 60% is impossible, you're like, I'm never going to get back. I got to spend so much time to, especially taking off three months. It's like, I know it's probably going to take six months to even get to 90, 80, maybe even 85%. No, it wouldn't take that long. I think, what did we decide? I'm back up to like 80 or 85%. Yeah. 87% so, I think you hit today. For total, yeah. But I mean, for snatching, 40, I think the most I've done in these last four weeks is 46. Done it for a double, but 46 kilos, 56 is my max. I don't know what percentage that is. Probably around 80, maybe. And 63 is the most I've clean and jerked. And uh, 70, 73 yeah, was your best clean. 73. So I feel like it's about 78%, maybe. Maybe 80%. I don't know, but it's feels heavy do you think what expectations do you think people should have if they take a long layoff like what's something maybe that you didn't expect that has happened to you I mean I I definitely did not expect it to take this long to come back to old training numbers Um, I used to be able to put 45 kilos on the bar and be like yeah I'm not gonna miss this Um, and now it's like oh boy it's I mean, it's going up, but is it going to be good? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just, it's taking a while to come back to it. And that's like, that's mentally challenging too. Cause I'm like, all right, well, how long is it going to take? And I'm also older, like I'm 35 years old. So it's like, that's definitely playing a part too. If I was 23, I would probably be coming back a little bit faster, you know? One thing I noticed is like training age, I think plays a huge factor. So if you've been training for 10 years versus if you've been training for a year, you're going to hold on to the 10 year training for a lot longer than you will if you've just been doing it for a year. Yeah. The gym was just talking about this today. He was using a bunch of sciencey terms and he explained it so well, but also like a little bit over my head. But he was explaining the um, muscle fibers that we recruit. And he's like, if you take X amount of time off, uh, it depends, like the training age, like how long you've been training. If you've been training, he mentioned Haley for an example. She's been training for so long that she can take six months off and be able to recruit those muscle fibers in her body to quickly come back and react to her new training. But for someone like me, I've only been training for four or five years maybe. And it sounds better for me to say four. (laughs) I think it's been five. Um, But for someone like me, I haven't been training that long because in the grand scheme, like four or five years is nothing. He's like, you are basically still on JV. Like you're you're still a kid at training. Um, And he's like, you haven't developed the... Uh, muscle fiber reaction yet so that so now like your body's getting back into lifting you can't recruit it because it wasn't fully there yet Mm. in the past so that's why I mean he 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 spoke so eloquently about it and I was following and I was like yeah that makes sense that makes sense and now I'm explaining it I'm like oh that does not make any sense no I think that's good and too like if you I mean diet wise I notice, I mean, I've definitely, we both lost weight because we, you know, we had 
those different stressors going on and just the diet wasn't good. But I feel like I hang on to muscle a lot longer just because I've been eating good for so long that even when I go on periods where I'm not eating that good, I'm still able to keep my abs a little bit. I'm still able to look like I train somewhat for a longer period of time just because I started lifting at 16 years old. So I've been doing this for 12 years now. But if you've been doing it for a year and then you take six months, three months off. Yeah, you saying I look soft? No, you don't look <laughs> soft. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, it is hard to come back. I, I think it is good to highlight too, I mean, managing your expectations when you do come back to not think that you're going to be where you were at. And I mean, even you're going to fail if you if you are comparing yourself to your old self right away. You're always going to think, wow, I was so much better than I than I am now. I'm never going to be able to get to where I was. And I mean, if you're able to manage your expectations, we were talking about a little bit before you are in a different weight class, too. So like that plays a factor on what your numbers are going to be because you haven't lifted being this light either. Mm -hmm. So I think I mean, getting caught up in the social media culture, we don't really know how to manage expectations because everybody we see is a fucking expert at everything. Mm -hmm. And they all live perfect lives. Yeah. They wake up beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, everybody you look at, you're constantly, it's thrown in your face, the people who are the best at everything. So of course, you're, if you can't manage your own expectations, you're going to think you're a failure and you suck at everything. I think, um, yeah, I've been, I've really been struggling on social media lately. I, I feel like I would be off completely if I didn't have the podcast just because I don't know how to handle it. I can't handle myself on social media. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not on it either. Like I, I'm on it. I'm scrolling. You're seeing me scroll like all the freaking time, way too much, but like I don't post anymore. And I'm kicking myself for that because who am I to sit here and look at everyone else's life and everyone else's portrayal of their life? And I'm not sharing mine. And not that I need to, but it's also like I use it for business and I use it for myself and, and coaching and stuff. And I just I haven't. It's just taken such a backseat. That's all. Yeah. I'm I, not I'm not mad at it, though. I think it's kind of healthy to take a take a break from it too i mean it would be healthier if i took a break from scrolling as well <laughs> yeah the one thing i've been seeing i feel like everybody who has a youtube channel and i tried it i'm not gonna knock anybody but i feel like most people who have youtube channels who grew it to somewhat successfully their lives have taken a hit like yeah. they've either gotten mental divorced health, yeah. or yeah, they went through periods of depression mm -hmm. so like i mean people aren't especially in other states a hundred years ago people in other towns didn't even know who you were and now like we want the whole world to know who we are yeah, like that's exactly not it's crazy that's a really interesting way to put it yeah like, that's a really interesting way you know who's doing really well uh, mike put mike d put a uh, limit on his social media oh cool yeah and i think he put it at a super low like 15 minutes a day and he said he's been doing really well with it like not hitting the 15 minute mark wow that's yeah. great i mean there's a lot of good stuff on there too like if, especially if you're 
getting into something new like there's there's a lot of great information yeah but it's like if you're on it for not the great information then it's probably going to be a big detriment yeah it can just consume your world yeah for sure well so what else like as far as you're coaching now full-time how's how's that been and i think this is it's always cool because every crossfit coach that i've had on who coaches full-time feels like their fitness took a hit do you feel like since who all said that um i feel like taylor and i had strength coaches on like back in the day like my school strength coach he i mean you're in a gym all day but it's like he was in charge of 20 teams so he just stopped working out altogether for a little (laughs) bit yeah i mean i'm definitely working out um i'm getting probably worked out more since you started <laughs> I, do. I do because I'm there and I'm like okay well I have this hour that I actually don't have any calls planned I don't necessarily have to do any work I could always do work but there's a class going on so I might as well just do it I still cherry pick the workouts though like yeah. I won't do certain workouts you know um yeah I mean full-time has been it's been good it's been a whirlwind we are we're hiring another coach we um I mean, we don't have one lined up, but we are hiring as a gym. So it would be maybe great to put that on the podcast. Um, what gym? CrossFit Kennet Square. Hit him up. Everett Gordon. He's the owner. He's great. Uh, but no, seriously, we're hiring another coach and we need a full-time coach. Uh, someone who's just dedicated to coaching CrossFit classes and taking care of equipment in the gym. Like, that's it. There's literally no other responsibilities. Um, so it's a great gig. I mean, are we making a shit ton of money? No, but we're making enough to live and be happy and not have to really worry about expenses. Um, so, and the gym is such a great community. Most CrossFit gyms are, but I really, really do enjoy this one. So coaching has been great. I have a lot of support with um, our head coach, Jared. He's super, super knowledgeable, and he's always, like, on us, um, helping us with, you know, whatever the programming is because he does all that. So it's um, it's good. It's just sometimes it's a really long day. That's all. What do you think the hardest part about stepping in? So, I mean, when you started at Kennett Square, you started – I mean, you did like an internship process and you were going to the gym before you started coaching. Mm -hmm. But what was the hardest thing? Maybe not the hardest thing, but do you feel like it's difficult, especially in new gym? Like what's what's getting to know the the members like and kind of fitting into the culture? How have you kind of adjusted to that? That's a great question. I mean, I've been there a year at this point. I think I started on October 22nd last year. Um, so it's literally been almost a year and I'm still getting to know people. If, first of all, it's a big gym cause we have like over 260 members. Um, so there's a lot of people and there's still a lot of people that I don't even know because they go to the five and six fifteen AM and I'm not there. Uh, but yeah, I think the hardest part, so coming into a new gym and stepping into a coaching role was really challenging. So I'm glad that we did the internship process and kind of like, it was an intro for me to coach again. And also it was an intro for the members to meet me 
and to get to know me and to build that rapport and build that trust. And I think that's a really challenging aspect because, you know, you have members at CrossFit gyms who, because CrossFit Kenneth Square has been around for 10 years. It's almost 11 years. So you have members who have been at the same gym for 10 or 11 years and they're looking at this new coach coming in like, okay, well, what are you going to teach me? What, what can you do differently or better or whatever than, you know, so-and-so who's been here for the same amount of time I have. And that's challenging because, you know, you don't want to come off as cocky or disrespectful, but I know what I'm talking about as well. And all of the coaches do there, but it's just trying to find, um, it's that, it's that building relationship and building the trust within the members and like literally probably the first, I don't know, six months of me coaching, maybe not six months, maybe like four months of me coaching. I didn't try to like sell anyone my ideas. I was literally just there cheering them on, making sure they moved correctly, showing them different modifications and just getting to know them. I wanted to know why they're here, what they do for a living, what their family is like, how much they like to travel, like, you know, what they eat for breakfast, just, just different things for me to get to know them. And that way I can say, Oh, how was your daughter's cheer practice on Saturday? Like, you know, and that way I feel very strongly that they respect me and trust me as an individual, not just a coach, but as a person. Yeah. I think, I mean, like earning that too is, is difficult. I think I mean, back to the social media, I'm always trashing it on the podcast and then the (laughs) amount of screen time I spend, but like you really never have to earn people's respect as much anymore. They see one post and then they follow you and they like what you're saying or they don't and they completely shut you out. But like, but in person is different. mm -hmm. And I mean, you should have to earn people's respect and you should have to, you know, really get to know people. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we're kind of drifting away from and I hope as a society we start getting back to that more like going into I mean anything jobs doing a podcast like really earning that rapport with with people and like also thinking what can I give these people like not oh everybody since I started a podcast everybody should listen to me or because I started something everybody should follow me but like really thinking from the approach of what can I really give people Mm -hmm. and like do they have to listen to me no absolutely not but like you've kind of earned the trust like I've been pretty much put out an episode every week so like you guys can trust that I'm going to keep doing this and you build that over time it's not like you show up in a new place and people trust you immediately yeah yeah I think that's good I think for for any coaches like I think that's good to hear that it does take time. You don't just step into a new role and expect people to like you or listen to what you're saying just because you have CrossFit level three, CSCS or whatever. Right. And I even expected the CrossFit coaching portion of it to come back quickly and for me to be comfortable coaching a class. And that took a lot longer than I thought it would too. Because I hadn't coached in, oh man, I don't know, six years something like that yeah but yeah it's been a whirlwind it's been a fun whirlwind but um yeah hit up crossfit Kennett square if you're interested in a coaching position cool
and I did start going there and I love it. I could, <laughs> I would say nothing but great things about that gym. So the community is awesome. And like you said, in CrossFit, I think the community sometimes is an overused word that not every gym is going to have a good community, but this gym does. Yeah. And there's a lot of really, really good people there. Yeah, I agree. Well, cool. Um, it's the puppy's dinner time, so I think we'll wrap this up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and I got some good episodes coming up, so I'm really excited. Stay tuned, guys.